0: Welcome to episode ten of Mirror Finish, the official podcast of Great Lakes Stainless. Today we had Rick Bastian on. He's our newest employee. Well, not newest. We've gotten Derek and Mitchell since him. Yeah, correct. That's right. So newest in the office, anyway. So the podcast is working. People
1: heard. Ah, hiring. there we go. Yes, we are still nice hiring.
0: Work, You're welcome. Uh, go on our website in the news tab and see all the jobs available there. Find us on social media. Uh, the email mirror finish at dot com has still been heard from anybody. Real disappointed. Episode 10, maybe this is our anniversary, you know, 10th anniversary, <laughs> 10th 10th anniversary episode. Yeah. This Hopefully this our will do 10th it. anniversary, so. Somebody, maybe we should offer is, a. Uh,
1: awesome. Quite frankly, I'm impressed. That's nine more than I thought we'd get. So. Yeah?
0: Oh, man. You gotta have
1: faith. Huh? Uh, I had faith, just low expectations. Oh, so. Nice no, work. That, that Good job. Definitely. Thank
0: yeah. you. I appreciate that. Uh, no doubt the Record Eagle article helped, which you have. Your wife so nicely framed for you. Yeah, for correct. A birthday
1: present. I know it was great. Yeah, it was. It was impressive. That's cool. Impressive exposure it was. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah,
0: um, yeah. Rick was Rick was great. He uh, is a really he's a guy with a lot of diverse interests. An engineering background from Michigan Tech, Go Huskies, and he also has a really creative side. We talked about his interest in animation and comics. Uh, Writing. Uh, He was editor in chief of a satirical magazine or newspaper, sorry, at uh, Michigan Tech. And so we talked all about that and got to know him. And we're definitely going to have him back. Here is episode 10 with Rick Bastion. This intro was short because I had to poop. I originally like tested this stuff in a little conference room. But yeah.
2: uh I assume the audio uh stuff is a bit different depending on the room.
0: Yeah, being in a fishbowl there you heard a lot of stuff. Even here I've noticed every now and then it'll pick up like somebody gets paged or phone, like if Travis's phone rings or something, or even like yours would be pretty yeah. close, it would pick it up. So uh what are you what are you working on today?
2: Am I working on today? It's uh, just uh, some odds and ends here and there. Uh, yeah. Some smaller stuff for some bigger projects.
0: Cool.
1: Mike, how's your day going? It is going just fine, Paul. Thanks for asking. Good. Another day in the fabrication paradise. And yeah. Great, Lakes stainless.
0: So. Yeah. You know, things are a bit tense, but uh, how do you like, how do you deal with that? Because you know you said before that you want to be part of your job is to be this uh, positive influence. And an encourager so when things are tough right now how do you how do you deal with that you just dig deep and put on a smile or yeah
1: yeah I mean the same way I deal with uh, most other emotional situations in my life I just bottled them up and bury them deep inside <laughs> Paul so yeah same right. yeah. <laughs> you know i find substance uh-huh. abuse and, pre- <laughs> and pretend that uh pretend it doesn't bother me sure of, so. yeah
0: like stupid questions from purchasers who also do podcasts? Yes, right, like yes, that? yeah. Fake
1: okay. yeah. it till it breaks Yeah, that's what I say, so. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so when when you first started, you introduced yourself to me as Rico, and everybody calls you Rick. Do you have a preference, or you don't really care? Not really, it's, okay. you
2: know, whatever, to be honest okay. with you. I've gone by a lot of variations of Ricardo in my life. So. All right.
0: Is that, like, officially on like your birth yeah, certificate? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, are you Spanish, Mexican? Half Mexican. Have Mexican? Yeah. Oh, no. So, how do you say your last name? Is? Bastion. Bastion. It is yeah. Bastion. Okay.
2: Just German. That's all that oh, is. Oh, there you
0: go. I heard somewhere that names like the ones that end in E-Z, those are actually German in origin. And E-Z? Oh, oh like, I like, like Martinez. And Martinez, Rodriguez, stuff like that. I don't know where I heard that. I think it was... I don't uh, know.
1: I think they're, I think they're more, um, you know, Mexican in origin traditionally but sure
2: well i know that uh, let's see down near the border at least historically i think there were a lot more people of german descent you know as part of the whole immigration oh, thing okay yeah so that's why you'll hear uh, accordion music and such and some of the uh oh. i guess tejano music is
1: that makes is. sense yeah yeah so otherwise how would they get a hold of an accordion <laughs> pretty much
0: yeah, you know that's not going to happen in two separate cultures separately. Just one is going to make it. Yeah, that's right. Because when anyone, anyone else makes it up, they're like, eh, I don't know. My Let's stick with the guitar to, and the My grandpa plays.
1: used to play the accordion. Really? Yeah, cool. he did. I remember that. Before he cut his arm off with a chainsaw, that kind of that really slowed an, down his accordion, yeah. accordion playing. That's it. So. I mean, they put it back on, it mostly worked.
0: Okay. Wow. I think
1: the chainsaw was originally supposed to be a surgical tool. It <laughs> uh, t- t- uh, performed an operation on his arm. Yeah, you know,
0: I've seen pictures.
1: Ooh. Yeah, he was actually in the hospital, and um, you know he looks up and sees some X-rays, and he's got his arm all wrapped up, and he's like, "Whoa, man, that poor guy!" Ah, too bad for him. Bad. And they're like,
0: "Well, that poor Guess guy what? might be you." Oh man, is that so. off? Like off, off? No, Cut it off or no, or
1: no. Closed? He got through uh, at least most of both the bones in his forearm. So, yeah, he could only use, fortunately, he could still kind of use his thumb and his index finger. Okay. But the rest of his hand is pretty much, I mean, I do remember him the rest of his life was just kind of like this. Wow. You know, that's just, so everybody, they can see this, right? Can they see this through the microphone? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Okay, all right, perfect, good. Yeah, I was making a hand motion, so. Okay.
0: No. Yeah. We'll, uh, yeah, we'll get some feedback through listener mail, which nobody has mailed me yet, so I'm still kind of <laughs> oh, niffed man. about that. We've had the email address up for a while, and whatever. I'm not going to dwell on it. Yeah. All right. Very okay. good. So, Rick, what do you what do you do here then? You were you're really new, just a few weeks, right?
2: Uh, yeah, I'd say about a month and a half.
0: And you were hired on as an engineer. Yep. That, cool. Design engineer. Design engineer. Now, give it time, and Mike's going to come up with a really cool name for you. Oh, right. If you go yeah. on the website, yes. nah, there's some creative <laughs> stuff. Oh. <out there. laughs> sure. Right. So, um, so is that your background? Is engineering too? Yeah. Okay. Went
2: to Michigan Tech for a few years, and uh, now I'm here. Well,
0: would What did you major in there? Mechanical engineering. Nice. I've heard a lot of good stuff about that school. What's the um, What's their mascot? I know Ferris is the Bulldogs. What's... Husky. A oh, Huskies. That makes yeah. sense. <laughs> That's up in Houghton, right? Way up there?
2: Yeah. They just uh, had some flooding there or something that looked... Yeah. terrible from the pictures
0: yeah like whole streets washed out and yeah it looked like first saw the picture and i'm like oh is that hawaii because you know yeah. pavements wrecked you know there wasn't any fire but yeah
1: now there's some washouts up there like the volume of fill they need to put that road back is really mind-boggling yeah. i mean huge washouts really pretty devastating well, that goes?
0: they have an article or a video or whatever on the weather channel that showed satellite pictures of all the runoff into lake superior Oh Especially really? Rain. You just see streaks of brown. Going Can you pause this law. while I Google that a minute? Yeah, or go or ahead. Like... <laughs> so, um, so, how'd you end up coming to GLS then? It was this is this like your first job out of college? Or... Uh, no,
2: I worked uh, around a little bit. I worked uh, a couple of manufacturing jobs in production. Uh, didn't suit my talents too well, though. I'll tell you that much. I was just kind of living up here with the family and. Yeah, I just kind of came across this one day at a, at a career fair, I think. It was mm-hmm. over at the Haggerty Center. Or, okay. Or uh, the Maritime Academy, that's what it is.
0: Yep. I think, isn't Haggerty Center in that building? in the Maritime Yeah, they're Academy all Academy? connected, yeah. It's so like the, you got the conference,
1: events? the culinary school, and the places where you go for all the events. There's on one side, and then on the other side of the lobby is all Maritime Academy. That's all Maritime Academy classrooms okay. and
0: labs. Okay. I remember when I built that, that's a nice building. So, um, so were you, where, so where did you work at before this? You said, like, were you in, like, a shop, or... Yeah, I've done a like, couple of shop
2: okay. jobs, uh...
0: You said you didn't really care for that? that was,
2: nah, I mean, it's it's nice to just be sitting down while the machine runs. That's... <laughs>
0: there you
1: go. I mean, the time will fly if you got something to do on your phone. Sure, but, uh, sure. Oh, man. <laughs> could do that for very long. I can understand why that wouldn't, uh... It wouldn't suit you, so
0: we got a second shift uh CNC operator sitting right here.
1: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. No, that's what that's what Josh is kinda got. I mean he's got he's got a watch the machine, but watching thing route those panels the one after another. Uh the steel yeah, steel. Kind of, same thing, same process, but yep. Well someone's got to watch it. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah the second
0: sure. yeah, it'll run great the second you turn your back.
1: and he's got I and mean, when he's switching on those I already 15 minutes or so, I think, Mm -hmm. you know, putting a new one on there, 15 or 20 minutes, got to get those done, so, yeah, yep, that's one one of the projects we're trying to get caught up on, actually, so, Sure. yeah, sure, so, now, if I remember correctly, weren't you, uh, didn't you do some, like, editing of, you've got a background, you did some sort of, you were the editor, Editor editor-in-chief of the satirical paper at
0: Tech, Ah. fit in perfect here, yes,
1: Uh, (laughs) what was the name of the paper? Uh, the Daily Bull.
0: And you mentioned that uh... the,
1: the... The last word is silent. There's actually three <laughs> words. But... Word after that? Yeah, well, it's silent, though.
0: Okay.
2: Well, I mean, going back into the history of it, it was called the Bull Sheet. <laughs> oh, <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like a, just kind of a list of announcements and uh, some mm-hmm. newspaper comics. And that's what it used to be yeah. back in the 70s, I think it was, when oh, they started okay. that. That's great, the bull
1: sheet. Yeah. A little too, not subtle enough, so daily bull. A little on the nose? Yeah. 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 Made the sheet silent.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, because that's what, when we were talking before, that's what really interested me was that, you know, you've got this mechanical engineering background, and you enjoy doing that, but then you have this whole other really, like, creative side of you, which I think... Where you know words. Yeah. You know words. (laughs) Use your words, yeah. (laughs) I think that's rare because typically my
1: half hearted apologies to all the engineers <laughs> just got offended by that
0: well because i'm I'm kind of the same way, so that was really cool to see like i've got an engineering degree and I really enjoy a lot about engineering, but at the same time i I feel that I do have a creative side, I do like to write um, musician and stuff so um, what attracted you to uh, the Daily Bowl, initially
2: well, back in high school I was uh... A page editor for the funny page I guess and that was at Central High School and there's something about it just, I don't know, I always enjoyed making people laugh, that was important, I that. To me, but I also not too big a fan of being on stage, especially not with material that I write myself it's just incredibly nerve-wracking I, <laughs> I tried stand-up comedy a few times but man, it's I don't know. I've been up on stage for musicals and stuff, and that's just fine because somebody else wrote that stuff. Right. Somebody else is directing it, so it's not going over well. Maybe it's their fault. But if (laughs) you're up on stage with material you've written, I mean, that's all you.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I Uh, mean, I don't. I don't know if I could do it.
0: I couldn't. I absolutely could not. So I have to give you credit for even getting up there because to me that is absolutely terrifying. Not only just the stage fright in general regardless of what performing art you're doing but like you said it's you're exposing yourself you, you know, it's really vulnerable when it's stuff that you've written you've created, you think is funny and you get up there and it's crickets <laughs> and you know it's just, ah, I would just fold inside myself or just disappear I don't know, that. so I can give you credit for even getting up there And you say that was around here you did that? Yeah, yeah.
2: There's not too big a comedy scene around here either. Are there uh, any comedy? For a while they had a comedy. Is there
1: any comedy clubs or comedy places around? Comedy clubs,
2: not really. uh, Or open mic places, where they do it. Yeah, kind of just like some groups. It seems. Uh, I think Rotten Cherries is one of the. Oh yeah. The main ones, but I guess one of the issues is that. Every time it's the same people, so it's hard to.
0: As far as the crowd, you mean? You know, because there are mostly the
2: people who are you know there to try Ah, their stand up and.
1: So they they had a um, some joke thing for charity, and it was the Rotten Charities, and I think there's another group, and they did them for a few weeks, and I got um, all the charities that were benefiting from it would supply judges. So for Norte, which we're involved with, I was uh, I. Got roped in to be in the judge and oh. went to the workshop so holy cow they were funny yeah I mean I was you know I, I roped one of my other friends he, I think he kind of begrudgingly went and he said that was I mean it was roaring roaring laughing funny wow I mean nice. bust the gut sore face
0: so maybe we've got to... funny
1: funny so there's some funny people but yeah I'm sure that's I mean you just got the whole we've seen their they value had obviously been working on the material and I mean, yeah. just, just you know very good. I mean, it was a much higher level than I expected. So, where did Really you, funny
0: people. Where did you perform then?
1: Let's see. I think it was
2: uh, at the Inside Out Gallery. Yep. That's where it was.
0: Okay. Yeah, because there was that comedy club on Garfield. I did go to that once, but it was years and years ago. And That's, I, mean, I think, what I'm thinking been, of. I don't even know if I ever went there. But. It's been shut down for years now. So, yeah, I mean, you're right. But maybe we've got a budding comedy scene here, I mean, from what you said. I mean,
2: don't we have that uh, comedy festival sometime in the winter? Yes. Like you right. think that they'd have some more, I guess, open mic nights for comedy yeah. around here with that festival and all.
1: Yeah, it's true. I know. Did they Did they cancel that last year because of some scheduling something?
0: Something happened. Something with the town stuff festival. I think. Yes. Is that what it was? Uh, beer's yeah, More important than laughing, I guess. Right. Oh, like. Kinda... Northern Michigan for
1: you. Yes. Yeah, there's, uh, speaking of the microbeads, you see that the, it's kind of, it's too bad, but it uh, looks like they're struggling out there in Mount Mancelona.
0: Yes, I did see that. Yeah. They're in foreclosure, and the right. guy's looking to, he wants to hold on to it and keep it, but he's, he's scrambling.
1: Yeah. Right. What's happening? Um, I don't know, like, he, he, bought, he does, Sam Porter from Porterhouse does the oh, yeah. microboom music festival, and so, okay. I don't know, hopefully they got some events coming up that'll get him some cash flow maybe they'd be able to get caught up but yeah. you know, it's nice to see that property getting you know getting used. used for for something but yeah
0: have you always had a passion for writing and so you just kind of got into it in high school and just kind of continued on was that always something that you you were into well I
2: feel like it kind of goes back a ways I'm not exactly sure where it started but making people laugh was always something I was pretty passionate about and I always like to create things in general you know have something to show for your time sure that's just something that's always appealed to me
0: now you said um, your dad did some writing marketing right
2: yeah he's in marketing
0: and then so that kind of maybe opened the door for you psychologically that hey that looks kind of fun maybe I can try it out you think he was an influence on you as far as that goes I'd definitely say so sure what about comedy influences what are you some of your favorite comics or shows or
2: well, I'm not somebody who really emotes too well, so... Generally, the uh, lower-energy kind of comedians. Okay. I'm thinking people like Stephen Wright, some Mitch Hedberg, stuff like that. Sure.
1: Yeah, some of those, yeah. those deadpan guys are just... That's the best. No, yeah. Oh, man. Sometimes it just takes a second for you, like, oh, yeah. that's funny. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> have you heard of Emo Phillips? Can't say he... I have. So his his delivery is really uh, is he the, is he the uh, yes yeah with the with the with hair head yeah, pitch voice really specific like delivery but it's it it's very deadpan a lot of one liners so Mitch Hedberg Dimitri Martin is kind of like I'm interior. thinking of Dimitri Martin oh you're thinking that's of him I'm, I'm thinking of
1: Dimitri Martin okay that's yeah. what I'm thinking of Emo yeah Emo Phillips also I He's, don't know about it, Emo Phillips it's a, who it
0: is. like he has more of a stage character than I think most comedians do like. I think everyone does to a certain point, but, you know, Chappelle or Rogan or any one of those, it's mostly them is what you're getting when they go on stage. But with Emo Phillips, it's very... It's a character. It's a character. You know, like uh, Larry the Cable Guy. It's a complete character. And he real specific delivery. He's got a real funky, weird haircut, real high-pitched voice with a lot of one-liners, just like that, deadpan. And a lot of times, you're, you know, you're not sure where he's going, and then by the end of, end of the line... Trying to remember one of them was like I love going to playgrounds and watching the kids run around because they don't know I'm using blanks. <laughs> <laughs> just stuff like that, you know. <laughs> so, uh... yeah, that's sometimes just the best stuff. That's so bad. <laughs> yeah, but, it's funny. but if you've ever, um, if you've ever seen a, a comic that's just the opposite to me, that that's kind of it's over the top and it gets annoying. It's like dial it back a bit. You're not. Like, for example, Dane Cook. Too much for me. You know, I saw a, his show, yeah. at Madison Square Garden, and I'm just like, I don't understand how that place is sold out. I just don't.
1: I yeah, don't there's some... Uh, the nice thing about Netflix, they got a ton of comedians on there, so oh, that's, like, one of the shows my wife and I can both agree on watching. Yeah. Because otherwise, you know, our tastes in television don't always converge.
0: Sure. But there are some, you know, there's
1: some that are... You know, some that are really good, some that are, eh, and some some were like, ah, it's just too, like, crude and yeah, it's like, nah, it's not even really that, no. Yeah, it's not Enough
0: entertainment. That. No. So I think not it's it's harder to do the deadpan stuff because you're relying pretty much solely on the creativity. I mean, delivery is is a big part of it, but I think with the other guys. They're going with it for a lot of visual gags and stuff like that. Whereas the Deadpan comics, to me, that's almost more of a, a purist approach to comedy and getting a reaction out of the, the audience. But in addition to uh, comedy, you also said you draw comics and have dabbled in animation a bit. And yeah, yeah.
2: Like uh, I've always uh, enjoyed 3D modeling since I started doing it back in high school. It's uh, part of the. Traverse City Central's Simatech program, and I learned Inventor there, so... Okay. That just kind of got me going on it, and, yeah, I kind of wanted to try making a game at some point, and the fact of the matter is, there's a lot of different things you need to know to do that. Okay. So I've learned some programming. I've learned some other 3D modeling softwares that are a bit more used for animation. Yeah, I'm just kind of working on... Stuff like that, but in regards to comics, I'm terrible at drawing, but I'm pretty good at writing, I'd like to think. Yeah. And I think that it's much better to have these kinds of skills that can be combined into something else. Okay, you know, I could either be the world's greatest writer or maybe the world's greatest artist, but you know, if I'm just okay at writing and okay at art, then. I can make comics, then that would be about as good as being a master of either of them.
0: Sure. Sure. So you don't have to rely on someone else for the other part of it. You can kind of do it yourself. I mean, that's a bonus there, but you also have complete creative control over over what you're putting out. It's not like, well, you know, I think the shading should be like this. Well, I'm an artist, so I'm going to make the shading like this. And so, no, that, that makes total sense. Do you kind of gravitate towards. One or the other, like right now, are you more into animation than the um, um, still panel oh. panel comics? Yeah.
2: Well, I'd like to be able to try and do some 2D animation at some point, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm just not very good at art, so I'm just pretty much doing comics as practice for the most part, and go. I'm just kind of making something along the way.
0: Yeah. Did you take any kind of art class? I mean, you mentioned the 3D modeling classes, and you were a member of, what was the name of that group?
2: Uh, Cymotech.
0: Cymatech. Now, is that essentially like a computer modeling club? Or it was familiar?
2: science, math, and technology. It was for oh yeah, okay. uh, students who, I guess, gravitated more towards those subjects.
0: Okay. So did you ever take any kind of art classes in high school as well, or, or college? Yeah, school? not really.
2: I was never uh, much of one for... Art classes, I guess. I don't know. It always just seemed to me like something you can just pick up and do. Okay. You know? Yeah. Like, I, I think that so long as you keep doing it long enough, you're going to get better at it. That makes sense. And if not, you know, then it becomes your art style. And, I don't know, yeah. and people say it's good because of that.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of examples. I mean, like Far Side. that's not, you know, that's not going to be in the Louvre but it's freaking hilarious oh yeah, yeah and I think you're right part of the appeal is the distinct. art distinct yeah the art style yeah. yeah I mean there's other ones too I can't remember right off the top of my head but like my kids watch uh, there's some something on Netflix it's just like 2D animation and it's just the adventures of some cat or like Pete's cat or something. oh man, yeah and that it's, kind of stuff it's, it's awful I mean, as far as... I mean, if you yeah. look at, you know, if you look at... Like, just
2: technically, as right. animation, it looks super lazy?
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, I'm not saying that it's quality, it's funny stuff, but if you're going to say, if you're going to evaluate this on, is this person a talented artist or not, you'd be like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. But it, who cares? But hey, you combine, it, right. you
2: combine it with some writing, some voice yeah. acting,
1: and suddenly that you got to show... Publicity, money, and merchandising. And... Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: Simpsons all have... They have four fingers, so it's like, yeah. but, but it's going to be their 30th year this year? Because of the writing. Yeah, I guess I, I would argue that it's more <laughs> where does the Where
1: does the four fingers come
0: in? I mean, it's cheaper it... than to draw five.
2: <laughs> Literally, that's it. It's faster, I guess. Yeah.
1: I know that a lot of shows that have the... Uh, <laughs> a four-fingered cartoon character, that will never go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a lot of the
2: shows that people uh, really like the animation style of... I think a lot of those kind of outsource their animating.
0: Yeah. Like, you talk about big shows like Family Guy and stuff like
2: that? Oh, Family Guy looks really lazy, to be honest with you. But, uh, like, no, the ones that people think are visually striking and stuff like that, like that Avatar of the Last Airbender stuff. Oh, sure. I'm pretty sure that all that kind of stuff gets outsourced. Yeah. Just because nobody wants to take the time to really animate stuff around... Yeah, for as little as they're willing to pay or at least. You know what you, know,
1: you know what I'm fascinated by is uh, some of the stop motion stuff. Like oh, it's done, especially stop like a motion. full thing stop motion animation. Like the That's like the right. amount of work that goes into that. And yeah. I do I like making stop motion videos. We made some pretty fun ones uh with the kids.
0: Did you?
1: Mm-hmm. I mean um me and Carter and Joey a couple years ago, we I mean we all afternoon, hours of yeah. shooting. Yeah. Ended up with like a ninety second yeah. You know, a little clip but put a little music and sound to it and had a whole storyline.
0: Well, was it Kubo and the Two Strings?
1: I'm not sure if that was entirely stop motion.
0: I think that some things in it were. A couple things, but for the most part, I think that was full stop motion. I'm like, I saw the trailer. I'm like, that's cool how they got the CGI to look like stop motion. And then my buddy, who he volunteers at the film festival. He's really into all that. He's like, ah, no, that's pretty much all stop motion. I was like, That's are you bonkers. serious?
1: Yeah. I've seen that movie like two or three times, I think.
0: That one? Yeah. That's impressive stuff. That's dedication. Oh. Okay. <laughs> if you screw up, it's like, oh, I didn't I didn't move this. Like, I heard about something like in the original like King Kong, like the one in 33. Someone left like a pair of pliers in the frame and they're like, we're not reshooting this. And so they did something to make it look like the back of a dinosaur or something like that. <laughs> Like, no, that's, that's a dinosaur. And you're like, ah, it's, it's a plier handle. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope, it's a dinosaur. It, man. <laughs> yeah. There's
1: some cool things. my iPad apps are pretty cool because it'll, it'll leave a ghost of the image on there. So you can... Oh. You're doing really, really nice. really helps mentally. So you can, like, just, you know, you can see how much you want to reposition and decide yeah, yeah. and reline it up without having everything on a tripod. Sure.
0: So how how much time do you devote to writing or animating or, or drawing at this point?
2: Well, well, with the comics right now, I try to do at least something a day if I can. Okay. It depends on the day, though. Uh, it usually takes about half an hour or something to just draw something up real quick. I got one of those uh, little drawing tablets. It's, it's tough getting used to those, I'll tell you that much. Okay. Like just kind of drawing freehand on paper with pen and pencil you know that's easy but once you try going into a program I think I'm using GIMP right now just because it's the
1: free you know yeah you mean a drawing tablet like a, for input for yeah, your computer you mean yeah one of mean? those ah.
0: I've never used one
1: yeah it feels really weird at the start I'll tell it? you that okay. much yeah. Have you ever tried the, uh, you know, the iPads have those pens? we got a couple of them for ours, but they supposedly have pressure, you know, it's pressure-sensitive. Yeah, the, yeah, uh, the tablet also has that that I'm yeah. using. Oh, okay, yeah, oh, right, yeah, I bet it does.
0: Oh, pressure-sensitive, everything? Yeah, okay. the only difference
1: being on the tablet, you're coloring here and looking up there, right? Yep, pretty much. Yeah, whereas oh. with the iPad you're actually, you can actually, it's a little more connected to the end of the... Got it. Not that, you know, once you have the, you know... Human mind's fairly amazing, and it probably doesn't take very long to not realize that you're not looking here, you're looking there. Your motion still goes right on the screen, so.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I'm sure at first that disconnect is really hard to to hurdle. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. So do you have any uh, plans on, like, publishing your work at this this point? I don't know. I'm just
2: posting it on Twitter these days. That's about it. That's all it
0: takes sometimes.
2: Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean I'm not expecting anything to come from it. I'm yeah. just enjoying it sending it out to some friends, you know. Yeah. They find it funny sometimes and you know, it's really enough. Yeah. If something else comes from it, that'd be cool, but
0: um that show I'm I'm into this show called Letterkenny right now. I think we briefly talked about it and it's this guy from Canada. It's it's like Canadian farm humor, it, you know. But the how the way it started was Letterkenny's a fictional town in rural Canada. And him and his buddies were just like these are some problems that people in that town would have, Letterkenny problems. And it was just like a Twitter account, and they started just posting funny stuff. And then that went to web series, and now it's on Hulu, and they've got five seasons.
1: Yeah, that's funny. I, it I takes some uh, Canadian farm humor as a genre, it, but uh, it
0: is now, and it's it's very specific. I think it's one of those things where you either love it or hate it. It, it just makes me laugh.
1: <laughs> a Canadian farm you were maybe uh, the, yeah. the Canadian maple syrup drama I yeah mean, we've previously talked about the um uh, together yes or? about the documentary on that subject seems like a lot of drama around maple syrup in Canada <laughs> yeah
0: yeah okay did you ever hear, hear about that the whole so apparently maple syrup in Canada is like life or death it's
1: they have a strategic maple it's, syrup yeah, reserve. Yeah, I've heard about. Yeah, that. and yeah.
0: it's like oil in other countries. Like as much as we covet oil in the U.S.
1: And somebody came in and stole several million dollars worth and replaced it with empty barrels.
0: And it sounds like a, a skit, but it's <laughs> it real. Sure does. Oh, it would be funny if, if Canada had a maple syrup reserve and then someone stole it. Like, eh, that's really happened. Oh, yeah. must not
1: have had much security
0: there, I guess. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Oh, that was, that was it
1: was an inside
0: job. Yes. That was the conclusion, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, they, they arrested a bunch of people over it 20 some people. What What are you going to do with that much maple <laughs> syrup? Black market, man. Black market maple syrup. Mm-hmm. Selling uh,
1: out a trunk in a, parking, in a mall parking lot. Hey, hey. Want some,
0: <laughs> Want some syrup? It's like, hey man, I don't do drugs. It's it's, just, no, no, it's really maple syrup. it's maple Not syrup. Tough.
1: Grade A amber. Grade A <laughs> amber. No, it's
0: serious, it's Canadian, I, I can't yeah, put
1: a label on him. I can't not Are you last. pouring it out of an antifreeze drug? I, I, I rinsed it, don't worry.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's sick. When you were the editor-in-chief of the Daily Bull, what kinds of what kinds of stuff did you guys report on? You know, and you mentioned that you actually kind of got in trouble for a headline.
2: Yeah, I did. Uh, let's see. The headline was, and you can cut this out if... Uh, you don't think it's appropriate? The headline was "sexually harassed man, pretty okay with situation."
1: <laughs> it's uh, it's funny and inappropriate. <laughs> yeah.
0: It uh, doesn't
2: doesn't seem to fly on college campuses these no, days. No,
0: no. So did they like? Did they say you're done, or just kind of warned you? Uh,
2: just kind of warned me. I got put on conduct probation for that. Really? Yeah. And uh, the whole organization itself went on probation
1: for <laughs> two years. Oh my
0: God, I mean, it's what they expect. It's a, that's the point of the magazine, or right. the newspaper.
1: Yeah, I know. It's a very, it's, very uh, Onion would be proud of that. Title. Yes, yeah. very proud. That's yeah. kind of what I tried to
2: emulate for the most part.
0: Oh, perfect. Yeah. Was there? Um, Do you guys have a real big circulation? Was it pretty popular? thing on campus and like in the town
2: you know it's hard to tell we really only distributed to campus and uh yeah i think we did pretty well but usually when we put out uh the next issue there'd still be a decent stack in some areas but i mean that's fair you know it's it's an engineering school and we had a bunch of engineers writing on it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs>
0: <'Cause>, uh, <laughs> <Enough said. laughs> as editor-in-chief
2: i tried to institute some uh some more editing you know in between uh somebody just writing it and then getting published because yeah. we didn't really seem to have anything like that you know at least some peer editing or something like that right. something yeah. control. i wanted to at least as editor-in-chief look over everything before it went to print but you know, when you're also doing school at the same time, it's a bit yeah. tough, so. Yeah. I had to I had to let some things go, for sure. Was it weekly? Um, Originally, it was daily, but uh, we got it to be three days a week. Oh, still. That's yeah, a lot of it work. Was just, it was just like, you know, uh, front and back of a eleven and a half and a half by eight.
1: You know. Okay. But I, I, still, I, that yeah. was... It's tough. Yeah, back to the uh, back to the title of that article. Like, I certainly understand the position of the administrators, but I guarantee you they laughed first. And oh then, yeah, and then yeah. <laughs> We can't. Uh, we we can't. Something. We gotta do something about that. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah, I had to go through sensitivity training with the rest of the paper. <laughs> <you> know, <so. laughs> That's what
0: well, I worry about. That you know the
1: was it, so I'm just curious, like the sensitivity training. We're you like, well. Wish I didn't have to do it, but at least it was somewhat informative, or was it truly like a soul-sucking waste of time? I mean, I got free lasagna. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That's all you need to say. Okay, we can move on to the next topic. (laughs) I completely understand that sentiment, and uh, Uh, I'm pretty sure I need to go to sensitivity training now.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah. Was there anything that came across your desk that you were like, "Uh, we cannot publish this?
2: Not really. It no, seems like no. that it more came down to what I was willing to <laughs> what I wrote. You know, sometimes I thought, nah, I can't. I can't uh, publish that." And then I'd just tell my friends about it, they'd have a laugh and they'd be yeah. like, "Yeah, but I really can't publish yeah,
0: that. Right. That's what I worry about, you know, cuz you know, with uh and I'm not saying I agree with what they did, but like Kathy Griffin and uh, some other some of the other stuff that comics have done it's like where's the line between what we you know it's comedy It's part of it's supposed to offend you know it's not it's not supposed to please everybody which you can't do anyway yeah. um, you know I, I heard a an interview with Mel Brooks and he was asked what do you what is comedy and without a missing a beat he replied comedy is protest and it's like well then how do we who who makes a judgment of of what to censor and what not to censor? I mean, yeah, there's stuff that's done in poor taste, but I think, you know, highlighting it and, you know, making people go through certain types of training, it almost makes it worse because the best thing you can do to something that you don't want to be spread around is ignore it. But when you, like with the Kathy Griffin thing, it's like if you really wanted to bury that, then you shouldn't have reported on it. Just ignore it. But everybody seems to be like just I don't know but like the social justice warrior thing almost seems like it's getting out of hand and people are starting to look for stuff even when it's not there I mean I'm not I, I think what she did was in poor taste you know but removed from my political affiliations or views it's like I don't care who that was that, that's just kind of man, but I'm not going to you know raise a flag and run around and say you know she should be whatever and it almost gives it more exposure yeah well, now you're
2: seeing, uh, let's see, the thing with James Gunn right now. Like, he posted oh. something as a joke years ago. Yeah, it has like been ten
0: years ago. He got yeah. fired from Guardians 3. Yeah, Yes. I oh, did right. see what
2: that said, no, but... Uh, I didn't either. No, I did. I said, oh, you did see You know, it was definitely a terrible thing to say, and I think that's what the point of it was, you yeah. know, back then. He was just trying to be provocative, say something absolutely terrible okay. to be funny, which... You know, is uh, definitely a comedic approach to some things if done right.
0: Yeah, yeah. You've got some comedians like Anthony Jeselnik that base their careers on that. They almost wait for tragedies to happen so they can toss a dart at it. Sometimes it hits, and sometimes it misses. But to crucify these people, I don't, I don't know how fair that is. It's just to me, it's getting a bit out of hand.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I mean, going back ten years to something that, I mean only if it's part of a pattern with other you know yeah items of evidence where hey listen take this you know thing as a whole but to pull a comment out from 10 years prior and it's like you know know where that person and and i don't i don't know the situation maybe that is the case with him i don't know but if if the the situation is not you know that i have some problems with
0: yeah it's like the the same people like oh did you see what he said 10 years ago it's like okay, the only difference between him and you is what you said isn't publicized. Because if it was, then you would be in that spot. You'd be like, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. I didn't mean it. Like, well, you're the same person vilifying that guy. Everybody said stuff we shouldn't have said. You know, and the guy's losing a job over it. I mean, I'm sure he's fine, financially, but I mean, I that's thought, not the point. I thought, you know? I thought
2: the Guardians of the Galaxy movies were good, so... Yeah, you know. yeah, me too. He, I don't know who they're going to try and replace him with, but I know was, people would. character was... No, he was, he was, was the director, yeah. Director.
0: Yeah. Um, I heard there's a campaign by like some of the actors and other people to get him back. Yeah. We'll so, see I don't know, we'll see what happens. I mean, the studios are going to go where they think the money's going to be. So if they think they're going to make more money getting him back, or if they think they're going to get more money... Like what ABC did, or Disney did with Roseanne, because I think you were telling me, because everyone was like, man, that's, you know, Roseanne was the number one debut show when when the reboot came out. And in reality, the revenue was like 0.6% of Disney's annual revenue. So they're like, we don't care. We're going to make far more money by ditching her. Because if we don't, then we risk people not coming to the parks, not coming, not buying the merchandise and stuff like that. So, like, yeah, I see You, you know, Roseanne
2: has uh, her handprints out in front of the state theater. Really? Yeah, because yeah, of uh, either Who the Film that? Fest or Comedy Fest. And so, me and a friend, I had this idea of uh, just going out there and having... Kind of a nuanced protest in which we hold up signs saying, Oh, Roseanne is racist or maybe not. It's hard to tell. <laughs> you know, context really matters. Maybe do something about her handprints here or don't. You know? <laughs> we really we really gotta look into this thing a little bit more, I guess. Nice
0: big long sign.
2: Yeah, pretty much. That's
0: awesome. Well, That's true, uh, you know? Yeah. That's so yeah. true. And, and we gotta talk in a bit about how um We both kind of got into human behavior and psychology after the election and this, the the whole comedy thing and and the public seems to be addicted to outrage kind of thing at all is part of this huge, the same thing, you know? So what do you think about uh, this kind of, I don't want to call it an attack on comedy, but it almost seems like more than ever before, comics have to really toe the line, which is exactly the opposite why they got into comedy and why they do what they do. You know, where do you think that that's coming from?
2: I don't know. It seems like the reins of comedic power are kinda of shifting right now. Okay. Uh you know, uh people like Bill Maher they're kind of on the side that has more of the power in the entertainment industry these days. Uh you know, a lot of the left leaning comedians tend to have all the talk shows and such while I guess you see a lot of the right-leaning ones on the internet more so. It's okay. very, uh, it's a very different time. To yeah.
0: be, that's
1: So for who sure. are the right-leaning comedians? I'm well, trying to think.
0: Dennis yeah. Miller. Is he? Yeah, he's. He's still alive. Oh yeah, Dennis Miller. Oh, oh yeah. okay. I know well, he, he hasn't done much like on mainstream that was, media. That was more
1: of just a warranted with <laughs> Dennis Miller, but.
0: Uh, this is the only one I'm really familiar with. I uh, do. What some other right wing? Uh you know? Sam
1: Hyde is definitely one that. Uh, I'm just trying kind of to network. picture the right wing stuff being funny. <laughs> I know it's it's
2: difficult to think of, but uh, you know, like I mean, uh, a guy like Bill Maher, all the kind of stuff he said was provocative for the time. You know, maybe ten, twenty years ago, but now yeah. it's kind of with what the mainstream says is how everything should be, how everybody should be thinking. So you, cause with, people who are disagreeing with that is now, you know, the provocative stuff.
0: Did did he start off in comedy and move to like... Because it almost seems like he's almost more of like a news figure. Bill Maher? Yeah. yeah. Did he start off in comedy or... Yeah, not, I don't like like so. sure. I think he started. Yeah, yeah okay. he started off in comedy. Because at, at this point he almost seems like more of a... Like a, a news guy.
1: Yeah, I think a he followed guys. more of the John Stewart arc. You know, John Stewart was a comedian. Oh, yeah, took over the Daily true. Show and really exactly. kind of yeah. slid over to where he was more of, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, more of a news figure. I, you know, religiously watched the Daily Show because it's oh, yeah. really funny and yeah, and honest. And
2: I, I think that they just people like Colbert right now. Uh, I really enjoyed one. his stuff back when he was on Comedy Central, but now, I think after the election, he's just. Even during it, he's just gotten too too into the political side. He's clearly taken a side, and it's oh much better to be ambiguous yeah. about that kind of stuff because, you know, I don't know, it's just better to not know where their bias lies. You know, you can usually infer it. It's oh, yeah. easy enough, but, yeah. you know, now they're just straight out saying it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's one thing I liked about John Stewart. I mean, he clearly had a bias and made no secret of it, yeah. um, but he was also fully willing to skewer the democrats when they did this stupid <laughs> stuff they did you know i mean yeah. he, he he spared no one i i felt in watching it you know yeah. i mean he obviously like, you know but they really had it coming i mean yeah but I mean, regardless, yeah, I mean, regardless of their party if you when you they did stupid ridiculous thing. ridiculous mm-hmm. and said ridiculous things so he would uh
0: yeah
1: he just did a marvelous job of highlighting the ludicrousness in any of the situations. So, did
0: you ever watch it before Stewart with Craig Kilborn? Was I did not.
1: It? That was only like
2: a season. Yeah, it wasn't very two. long,
0: and I I don't remember. He had some like he had some falling out or something like that. I've heard. Just and rumors I'm, that he's kind of difficult. I'm
1: guaranteed, to uh, although you and, me, you and I may have been able to watch it, Rick was not allowed to stay up that late <laughs> <Probably not. laughs> during those years, Paul. So Probably not. Yeah, uh, Stewart
0: was on it for, what's, 14? I mean, quite a while.
1: Yeah.
0: Kilgore. Right. Wait, Kilborn? No. Craig Kilborn. Right. I didn't know his name. Anyway. There
2: you um, go. Now they got Trevor Noah and... Trevor Noah. I don't think he's doing as well as Stewart was doing.
0: Yeah, Stewart's so hard to replace. It's so hard. I mean, yeah. I
2: don't know. Trevor Noah. It feels like he's got a certain shtick he's going with. It's uh, I'm a guy from different country. Is this how you're really doing things in America? I see that. You yeah, know. But did you hear the?
1: Did you hear the interview with Trevor Noah where he said when he came in when Trump was on the campaign trail, he said, "Come from outside." He's like. I really thought, and I think he spoke about it at the time. He go back and he's like, This guy's a real change. everybody's like, ah, 'W, he'll including me. I'm like, no way yeah. He came in, but um it's really interesting, you know I, I recommend looking up his comments on what he thought during the campaign and like, hold on a minute, I've seen this before.
0: oh this guy's got a I've real seen good this chance. before.
1: This guy has a chance of winning because I've seen it you know in these situations and what he compared it to. Yeah, It's you know, interesting. They, it is interesting. I mean, really, I, I recommend you look at Trevor Noah's take on um, his opinion of Trump's campaign and his real thought that, no, this guy can win. Yeah. You well, guys you does. guys are all laughing right now, thinking this is a joke? No way. Yeah. I've seen this before in these countries in Africa, in these situations, and this is how it works. Huh. He's got a real shot. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: And he got it.
0: Well, We were talking about that. Yeah. You know, the human behavior and... All the things Trump did right to appeal to people. He exploited the tribal psychology, you know. And I think I, I mentioned this podcast to you a free, free plug for a podcast called You Are Not So Smart. And it's all about behavioral psychology and stuff like that. And they have quite a few episodes where they discussed, uh, you know, what was currently going on uh, with the election and why people are making the choices they're making. That's fascinating. Yeah, my choice for uh, I guess
2: uh, psychological insight into the whole election was Scott Adams, the uh, creator of the Dilbert comics.
0: You mentioned him. That's right.
2: Yeah, he um, from the start predicted Trump was going to win. He talked mm-hmm. about all the psychological methods he's using, and you know he's a trained hypnotist too, which I guess Trump I know. No, <laughs> no uh,
0: Scott Adams. You would think, but no. That uh, Trump's, would explain a lot. Trump's been in
2: business a long time, so I assume he's learned a thing or two about appealing to the public and such.
1: Yeah, I don't think he got that. He's been in the publicity business for a long time, and that's yeah. where he learned all that. That is his most important, uh, in my opinion, that's the thing he cares most about, well, which um, is proven by a very, very long history. Well, of him he, craving publicity, both in New York and yeah. everything. I mean, well, yeah. How
0: many seasons of The Apprentice were there? So, I mean, he got he probably got a lot of experience under his belt when it came to that kind of stuff. Oh,
1: yeah, but uh, I mean, even before that, though, yeah, New York true. and the tabloid scene, him pretending yeah. to be somebody else calling the tabloids. and. You know, oh, I didn't know he did that. Oh, yeah. Really? Yep. He pretended what. to be somebody else and calling. I don't just doubt really, that.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it worked. You know, it's like, love him or hate him, man, he did it. Yeah. Not just him. I mean, He had a group of people working with him in this campaign, but they, man, they knew how to read people. Yeah. I was shocked, personally. Like, I was, I think, like, a lot of Americans, I'm like, yeah, all right, all right, have your fun, buddy. But, you know, with someone like Trevor Noah from the outside, and it's like, wait a minute, don't just dismiss him, because he's doing a lot of things right as far as appealing to the masses. And one thing I noticed was comparing, not just... Like Hillary's rallies or whatever you want to call them, but the pre- rallies. Yeah, sure. Previous, prev in previous elections, I don't think I ever saw a crowd as into the candidate as the ones at Trump's rallies. I mean, because like at Hillary's rallies, yeah, people are cheering, holding up signs, waving, but I'm watching Trump's rallies, and then I'm like, man, he's got his own personal army sitting here. They are into it. Yes, yeah. figured it out. Yeah. Those, yeah. So, did you say Scott Adams had written? He mentioned he wrote a book, right? And was it yeah. specifically about the election, or was just about like? Yeah, the, yeah. It was. Uh,
2: you wrote uh, win a win bigly. That's <laughs> yeah. That's right. Uh, <laughs> that's right. You mentioned uh, that. That's his book. Sorry. He wrote about it. Uh, it's really interesting stuff. Yeah. Overall, I, I guess the election got me more into reading about psychology. I read. Influence and persuasion by Robert Cialdini. hmm You mentioned that. Too. Yep. Uh, yeah. One of the forefathers of, uh, I guess, influence. Hmm. Really interesting stuff. It all seems so basic, but you know, once you kind of see how it works at a such a psychological level. Yeah. You know the Some tenets kind of. of things like reciprocity, uh, tribalism.
0: Yeah. Stuff like that. It's. Um, What was the name of the the second book you said, Influence and.? Presuasion. That's his uh, more recent
2: book. It's been speculated that he uh, was helping the Bernie Sanders campaign. uh, Okay. And then after he lost, uh, was then going to help the Hillary campaign. Mm -hmm. Hasn't been confirmed or denied by anybody.
0: And what was his name again? Childini?
2: Yeah, Robert Cialdini. Okay. I'm going to look those up, because that that subject just fascinates me. Oh. It is very interesting.
0: Nice. Yeah, and like I said, I totally recommend that podcast, because um, they talk about um, how to argue logical fallacies, they've done, uh, um, like I said, the tribal psychology, they've done all kinds of confirmation bias and stuff, and... When you listen to all those and then you see what's going on or even when you're talking with somebody, you're like, you start to recognize that stuff. Like, oh, what? I know why you're saying that. I mean, good luck pointing that out. Because <laughs> they're going to be like, no, you don't know. You don't know me. So you would recommend those two books for anyone that's kind of interested in No, yeah, in- definitely. Sure. Cool. Yeah, this, I would think that the election has to be a case study in human behavior. That social psychologists are just like having a field day with it.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't know if the whole memes thing, if you guys saw too many of those about the election.
0: A few, I guess. You know.
2: I don't know. I I didn't see too many for Hillary's side altogether, but, man, I saw an absolute cascade of them from the other side there.
0: So you think they really were able to exploit social media to their advantage?
2: Yeah, I think that, you know, kind of stems from just... Uh, Moves that Trump was making Mm -hmm. that made it so easy to, I guess, make these things. They'll give you big visual things to grasp onto, like a wall. Okay. You know, something like that really sticks in your mind. Okay. And so people just start making memes of walls everywhere or something like that. It's It's just easier for people to visualize. It makes them believe it more the more they visualize it. Yeah.
0: So what did you, we're talking about a lot of this stuff, he was obviously successful in the election. What kinds of things do you think he could have maybe done better? Like, what kind of mistakes did he make as far as the social psychology aspect of it? Mistakes?
2: Not entirely sure. I'm not too big of an expert myself, so. I mean, I more just followed it than anything. Yeah. But what kind of mistakes did he make? I'm not entirely sure. Because
0: I think almost in the perceived... Like, people are like, well, he alienated groups. He, you know, did this and that. And it's like... But a lot of the people that voted for him did so. And I've had personal conversations with people that said, I voted for him because he was not a politician. Because he was not what we already have. So even in doing this stuff, that people are like, yeah, that's not cool. He was still successful because then that made... People say, "Well, yeah, but normal politicians don't do that, and that appeals to me." So right. it's just—it's amazing.
1: No, it's, uh, that does—I mean, it, it makes sense on some mean, levels, yes. Right? You know what I mean. Another, on other levels, it's like, "Well, is that it?" Yeah, because <laughs> it's it's like, it's, it's, uh, maybe, maybe he's not normal in the directions you'd want.
0: Right. Well, I don't know that the a lot of people thought that far. Well, no,
1: probably not. And he was only lying, like. Two per two percent of these words <laughs> relies at that point, and now they're up to what was it? Almost ten percent
0: on that oh, study they did. Uh, through, I see that our business yeah. insider,
1: which is just uh, astounding.
2: Now, I think that a lot of people conflate lies and hyperbole. There's okay, definitely. I don't know. Hyperbole is a negotiating tactic for the most part. You ask for a lot more than you really want, and mm. then you
1: kind of negotiate back from there. Sure. Yeah, I think they're, I'm think pretty sure they are pretty clear it was just demonstrably false statements. Were they? Yeah. Yeah. I don't doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it doesn't seem to have any repercussions for him, so.
0: No, I mean, he's, yeah, he's still there. He's still doing his thing, you know? And, yeah. I mean, we'll see Crazy. what comes of uh, the investigation and stuff, but um, yeah, fine along.
1: I really don't know that that will end up bugged. Going anywhere and getting Trump Manafort's probably gonna be a boatload of trouble, but
0: yeah, there's gonna be some. I don't know Trump. Yeah, I don't know who's gonna really take the fall for, but there's gonna be some people, man. <laughs> some nobody's getting away with all this.
1: Yeah, no, I mean it is it is kind of gratifying to see like Paul Manafort. There was some shady, shady stuff and large yeah, yeah, amounts that of money. That he took and... I'm pretty
2: sure he's definitely done some shady stuff in the past. Oh, I
1: think yeah. If you look at his record or something. Yeah, oh, all the, the Russian money and the stuff yeah. he took for Ukraine and all that. I yeah. mean, uh, it's deep in it. Yeah. and
0: I've said this before that I hope that any good comes out of this is that people will want to get involved. It's like because, you know, we had, what, barely a 50% turnout for the election? Something like that. And it's like, that's so sad to me. It's like, whoever you support, just get out there and vote you know don't you know there's African countries where they finally get the right to vote they know it's a rigged election but 90% of them get out there dodging bullets just to exercise this new right that they have Mm -hmm. and then over here half of us are like meh right that's just sad to me so I I hope that this like gets people off their asses and it's like okay well if I really want to affect change I need to do I need to do something I need to get up and And I've heard that as a record number of women and scientists that are running for, you know, like state um, level and even like federal representative job, or job, you know, offices. And I was like, all right. I mean, hopefully that's the start of it. Let's get up and do something, people. Don't just sit there and complain. And 50% is (laughs) sick. So what's, uh, what do you got coming up, Rick, Uh, as far as engineering or drawing, jobs, stuff like that? What do you got coming up? What
2: do I got coming up? Just more drawings, whatever yeah. people give me.
0: Now, do you prefer, I don't know really a whole lot about the software that we use. Uh, do we do 3D modeling here? Yeah. We do. I see that. It tells you how much I know. <laughs> I got my nose and POs and orders all day. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, Autodesk
1: Inventors, the, what we
0: use as main workers. That's yeah. the one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that's kind of your wheelhouse. That's your thing. You like doing the 3D stuff. Oh, yeah. And do we do a bunch of 2D stuff, too, or not really? Mm, a little, some, but no, it's mainly mainly modeling. Yeah, some people
2: still work in AutoCAD, and uh, God, I just can't go back to that, to be honest with you. It's rough when I try to <laughs> do anything in AutoCAD. I just think, why can't I just pull this side in a little bit here, and then everything else changes. Ah.
0: Okay. All right, well, man, that's like an hour. That flew by. Holy oh. cow. We'll definitely have to hand you back. Um, I know last... Um, Last episode we had Haven on a little bit about um, being in the, the millennial generation. That's kind of the stuff that she's had to deal with. And I can't imagine you're that much older than she is. She's 19. You're 24. 24. So you know, right smack in the middle. So that is something I would like to, to pick your brain about too. We'll have to have you on again to do that though. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right. Good having you. <clears> Thanks. Thanks. You get another one scheduled.